Welcome to episode 14 of Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell, and I am an entrepreneur. Running a business is hard, really fucking hard. Um, that's how I'm going to start episode 14, and I've got a horrible feeling this episode's going to be a bit of a rant, a bit of a kind of get shit off my chest, and it's probably going to be quite negative and quite low and quite just ranty um, and it's because business is hard really fucking hard and yeah that's 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 kind of where it's gonna go I mean it's Wednesday morning it's 10 o'clock and this episode is due to go out on Friday so it's due to go out in two days I'm recording it now and Paul's then got to edit it. I've got to upload it to Paul. He's got to edit it. Then he's got to cut out my trailers. So he's got to send the trailers. So I've got to put the trailers up to try and push people to see that, we're, that I'm doing the show and they can listen to it, download it, watch it, stuff like that. The trailers are supposed to come out before the show comes out. But that's just not going to happen. In fact, I managed to get last week's show up without any trailers going out. And I've still got the trailers on my desktop ready to upload to promote the show that went out last week. And that's just to give you an example of kind of where we've got a strategy in place for how we're going to market and how we're going to promote the show. Um, the challenge is I haven't got the time to execute it because I'm busy everywhere else. And I'm busy everywhere else because running a business is hard. Really fucking hard. If it wasn't, everyone would do it. That's the, the age-old saying, isn't it? If, it? if it was easy, everyone would do it. Um, so it is a difficult one, it is a challenge, and I'll be honest with you, I've been struggling the last three, four weeks maybe, and probably longer, and there's varying reasons for it, but from a business perspective, when we spoke about marketing, I'm not going to talk about that too much now, I've got some marketing interviews lined up for this week, I've got, I've got uh, two, three interviews this week, another one that's just come through, um, so you know, that's, we're on that journey. Um, but the reality is what I'm trying to do is exit from the operation, well, I'm trying to exit from the attraction division. Obviously, I still have the marketing manager hat, so once that's gone, that will allow me to exit. But I am giving, you know, I am supporting Lauren and working with her in terms of what we have to do. And it's new territory for me as, I don't know how many people will listen to this and will understand this and how many people can, can go, yeah, I get that. And how many people listen to it and go, that's where I'd want to be or I could never imagine being there. But there's a big, big difference between being an owner operator. So you own the business and you effectively run the business and an owner non-operator. As in you own the business, but you're not involved in the day-to-day. -day. Um, there's, I would say we see more owner operators, but we might not notice them because that is pretty much everybody. That's, I don't know what the percentage is. I, I, I will dig into it, but that's going to be a vast percentage of businesses, owner operators. It's predominantly the SMEs. Then we have our owner non-operators. Now, those will be the big companies or bigger companies and investors and stuff like that. And, you know, we would see those people on social media predominantly. They will be famous faces, the Richard Branson's of this world, the Alan Sugars of this world, the Gary V's of this world, you know, stuff like that. Um, I'm not saying that they're, they're, they're the others because then you've got the owner operators and I guess, you know, I, I don't know if like, 
he's not anymore, um, but Bill Gates would have been an own operator, Jeff Bezos. But I guess with someone like Bezos, Bezos, when you take that, um, or Musk, Elon Musk, um, they got so many different businesses that yes, they're involved in, in different ones, but I'm not sure that they would, I'm not sure they would be the operators. They will have teams and teams of people that will do that kind of stuff. And they're very, I would imagine, high level strategy. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where I'm trying to get to is making a shift from here to here. And business is hard, really fucking hard. Um, and that's a struggle because there's lots of things that keep me in this world that still should be my responsibility, but I want to get beyond. Finance is a massive one. Money is a huge one, really, really big thing at the moment. Um, I had a, a big meeting yesterday on this with, with Lauren. Um, I look at it quite regularly because obviously money is what makes the business continue to churn, continue to go, continue to grow, continue to move. If that stops, then the whole thing stops. Um, and the summer's not performing as it should do. So that suddenly gives us a, an air of, oh my God, what's going on there? What adjustments do we need to make? Now it's not dire straits, but it is an adjustment. So I'm still involved in that aspect as well. And it's difficult because in my, in, in my world, what happens for me is I'll be concentrating. So yesterday, for example, really concentrating on the financial position, have been for, for a little while, meeting with Lauren, discussing where we are, discussing what, what the challenges are. So very much as an owner perspective to support her in her role. Then I switch hats to put on the marketing hat because we know we've got to do something a bit different in marketing to generate more customers, to generate more income, to generate more flow, effectively more churn. So then I'm in my marketing hat, I'm trying to establish that. And then I have to actually build and deliver that marketing process, still knowing what the challenge is up here. So it's a lot of stress, it's a lot of pressure. Um, then you highlight all the issues. What, what suddenly comes to light very quickly for you then is, is, is whoever's operating the business is when you're really under pressure, like heavily under pressure at the top, you start to notice all the things that people aren't doing in their job well enough, or they're not doing their job well enough, or they're not doing it to the level they should be doing. And some of that will be your responsibility as business. I'm talking both us and for other people, because there'll be other business going through this exact same pain is you start then looking at going, well, why aren't they doing their job properly? Why are they not doing that to a higher standard? Now, it's really difficult because some of those things that they're not doing will not directly impact the finance coming through the door or the people coming through the door, but it does impact the mindset and the behavior of other people in the business. And if you're really pushing extremely hard to get everything to work, and you've got people just not doing their job properly or just not being asked, or whatever it might be, it's annoying. And it makes you kind of go, why do I do all that effort? And that brings us back to last week's episode, episode 13, in narrowing in on your why. As an owner operator, you've got to keep so focused on the why because when that's happening, that's what keeps you going. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a difficult, thing to run a business. It's really hard running a business, really fucking hard. I'm going to continue to say it. it's going to be the episode. This is it. Um, let's bench that for a sec. 
Then again, in my world, what happens is I'll be working away. So yesterday I was beavering away at the, at the marketing campaigns, working with, with, with a couple of different people, just trying, to, just trying to kind of generate what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, looking at the analytics, looking at the SEO, looking at the PPC, looking at the, the, the digital outputs through social media, looking at the organic through social media, looking at the booking system, analyzing why we're short, how much we're short, what do we need to make the, the uptake. Uh, so what does that look like in terms of all the advertising? So doing all the analytics then actually building out and getting all that ready and then i'm getting emails for random shit this got like shouldn't really be coming to me and and you know i, I won't ever mention names in this thing but they'll know who they are and you know and and i think it's okay that they they potentially see this but i had an email yesterday from somebody saying oh my chair's broken like, and, and the chair that I'm using has been put together backwards. I'm like, okay, fix it. Or call the maintenance guy to fix it. Or one of the team to fix it. Or get another fucking chair. Like, the last thing I need is you telling me your chair is broken or is not comfortable. There is somebody else in the business that can deal with that. It is not, it is not the CEO. I promise you that much. There's an argument to say that actually, it could even be the person's job who sent me the email. Um, now that may well upset them. And if it does, then I apologize. But that's the reality of the situation. You never see what's going on outside of your own world. And you know, the pressure, the higher up you go, the higher the pressure. And the lower you are, the lower the pressure. The pressures are different though, because the lower you are in an organization will probably mean the less you get paid. Therefore, the pressures externally at home in terms of paying your bills is probably higher. Whereas when you're higher in a business, you'll get paid more. Therefore, the pressure at home in terms of the bills probably is not as great, but the pressure inside the business is far bigger. And therein comes the balance or the imbalance between top and bottom, work-life, life-work balance, and where your perceptions are and where they meet, where that clash is in the middle. Um, so anyway, like I say, running a business is hard, really fucking hard. Uh, working in a business is hard, it's really fucking hard. And the key thing is, and I've learned this over the years, that when you're an owner operator and you're up against it, whether that's, you know, whatever the reason might be you're up against it, you can't take that out on your people because the chances are they're not directly responsible for that outcome. They might have indirect responsibility. So for example, you know, you want to make sure things are clean and tidy. Therefore, you know, they should be doing the cleaning properly. The outcome of that is customers will see it and it's a perceived value. Now that's an indirect outcome if you're looking at getting people through the door because people will come through the door, they'll take photos They'll share it on social media, for example, other people will see them and they go, oh, cool, that place looks, you know, yeah, that looks really cool. It's an indirect outcome because if the place is dirty and you take a photo, firstly, that person might highlight it when they post it. It was a good place to go, but it was a bit dirty. Or they post it on social media and somebody looks and goes, oh, that looks okay. That's a bit dirty. Do you know what I mean? It's, that, it's those little things, it's those tiny little things that people don't see until you get a certain position in the organization. And there's, there's a thousand of them, I just picked cleaning as, as one example, but there's thousands of them. So it's difficult, it's really hard. And it's hard for everyone across the board. And we try and make it as comfortable and straightforward for everybody as possible. My challenge at the moment is exiting from owner operator 
to own a non-operator is who's gonna hold that mantle? Who's gonna make sure that business drives forward? And where does my responsibility then start and end? And I don't know the answer to that question. It's something I'm trying to figure out. So yeah, so that's, a, I guess, a little bit of a rant. Um, there's a couple of other things that have really made life quite hard the last few weeks. So we, we've had some challenges with our escape room installation. Um, I can't talk about that, unfortunately. I, I do want to, and I will, because it's cost us thousands of pounds, I mean, tens of thousands of pounds. Now, the responsibility of this lies directly on me. I ran the project, so it's my responsibility and my, my issue to deal with. Um, I have been through it, I have analysed it, and I'm not sure exactly how I could have changed aspects of it. I, there, there's maybe a couple of things I could have done, but I think it was, it was a very disingenuous business that we worked with, um, in, and that made life quite hard. I can't really say much more on that, because unfortunately there is a contract in place, it, there is an NDA in place, we are also now going through a legal process, so I'm going to have to let that at least begin the process start before I can actually talk in great detail. But at some point down the line, I will talk about the um, the, the full thing of what's happened with the escape rooms, where it's, where it's gone wrong, how we've resolved it, and what we've gone through to, to get there, and why the journey's been so much harder, and the learnings, because that's how I've attributed it, is the money we've lost I've attributed it is educational resourcing. So that money has been attributed to learning, basically. Um, there's another thing that's happened that I, I really can't talk about at all, um, but another business that we're that, that I'm involved in that's really come up against it. I'm trying to think how to word it. it. It's it's been a time the last couple of weeks where everybody. It feels like it's not, but it feels like everybody wants to take a piece of me. Um, I don't know why. I don't know if that's just because of the way that I am. I don't know if it's just because it, they all come together, like not physically, literally, but they just all, all land at the same sort of time. I don't know if it just feels like that. Hell, I don't even know if it's because the summer I'm sharing photos and videos of me in a swimming pool. Um, <sighs> I have no idea. But it just certainly feels like the last couple of weeks that everything's fucking landing at one time. And that's really difficult um, because you have to manage multiple different aspects of it. I'm trying to figure out how we unpick it. Something's landed on me business-wise that I fundamentally disagree with. It goes against every single thing I stand for. Yeah, pretty much, in fact, every single thing I stand for, the core values that, that I have, that I will embed for all of our businesses, what's happened is it goes completely against that, fundamentally against all of those values. And I'm being forced into a position where I can't stand by my own values. And I'm not sure how to get out to, how to, well, I'm not sure I can deviate around, deviate's the wrong word, I'm not sure I can um, make that work, I should say. So, running a business is hard, really fucking hard. Running one company is difficult, 
Running two is hard. Running three is pretty challenging. Running five, maybe we've grown too big too fast. We're too thinly spread. And maybe that's part of the problem. But then, you know, I've got my wise. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, I just read a really interesting um, uh, quote um, on Instagram just, just before I started recording this episode. It was something that Drake had said. Um, I'm going to try and, re- try and remember exactly what it was. Um, I just flicked through. I was like, oh, that's quite, that's quite uh, interesting. It's don't try and share your ambitions with less ambitious people because they'll just think you're bragging. And it was quite interesting because I was like, I get that a lot when I speak to people. I'm like, I want to grow to 100 million type of stuff. And, and, and you know, I, I explain what I want to do and people go, oh, you can't do that. That happens a lot. People tell me I can't do it. It's happened my entire life and it will happen my entire life. Even when I'm, you know, at the end of it, you know, skidding into hell or skidding into heaven with cuts and bruises and trashed and broken and everything's falling off. I'm going, woohoo, what a ride. Um, there'll still be somebody saying, no, 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 you can't do it like that. Like, I guarantee it, there will be. It's gonna, it's gonna be my life story and it will say on my tombstone, here lies Joel Campbell. We'll put entrepreneur life. <laughs> here lies Joel Campbell. No, you can't do that. Like, that, that'll, that'll be it. Um, yeah, you know, uh, anyway, um, I digress. Uh, apologies, um, I forgot what I was even talking about. <laughs> there we go. Um, so yeah, I've been, to- been told that my, my life. So um, I think, you know, that there's, there's truth in there though, because I know when I speak to people, there is an element sometimes of, of jealousy. Um, and I get that as well. You know, I speak to some people and I listen to them, I'm like, man, I'm fucking really jealous of you. What I've done is I've got myself to a point where I used to get quite, upset by it or angry and kind of like how dare you how dare you go and do this and, and a great example is um Stephen Bartlett who I listen to is a good example of this um his name's completely gone out of my head um but the guy that founded Gymshark um Ben I want to say Ben Jacobs but I don't think it is uh, can't remember his name um but I think he's brilliant. I think he's lovely. I think he comes across really naturally. You can see in his videos where he gets quite nervous, which is why he doesn't do a lot of them. And I think, you know, he probably is a really genuinely nice guy. And I remember when I met Alfie Days, and he was lovely. He was genuinely a really nice guy. And I spoke to people afterwards a lot, but he's a tosser. And it's that jealousy of it. And I remember when I saw when I saw sort of Stephen Bartlett sort of scale and, and, and sort of Gymshark scale, and I kind of looked at those guys, and I was like, how fucking dare you? How can you be this good? How can you fucking like, who the fuck do you think you are type of stuff? And got really pissed off by it. And I had to really work on my mindset. I go, no, 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 no. Those people are amazing. I should be applauding those people and copying some of the things they do and following in their footsteps, not getting pissed off by it, not getting jealous by it. Um, and that was a huge mind shift. And I, I will do more, more, more on that at some point in, in the future. But. I do find that with, with some people with me, they get, you know, they, they get like that. And I'm kind of like, hey man, I've worked hard for what I've got. And actually, it, it, it's not always quite as it seems. I've done some really clever things, but people always equate it back to money. I get paid less than everybody else in this business, 
in all of our businesses, I get paid less, significantly less. And I'm going to tell you how much I get paid in a second. Um, and I work more hours and I work harder. And I'm good with that. That's part of being an owner. Regardless, owner-operator or owner-non-operator, that is the job. You will work harder than everybody else. You will be more emotionally attached. You will be more physically attached. It will damage you more than anybody else. You will earn less than everybody else, certainly initially. But it will build you more than anyone else. There's all the positives that come with it. Um, so in, ter in terms of in terms of actual payment, because you know I'm, I'm not particularly hiding from this, um, I get paid twelve thousand pounds a year. It's a salary. That's it. I get paid twelve grand a year. Um, there is dividends that build. It would be a lie if I said there weren't. So there are dividends that build in our companies that generate profit. But I don't take those dividends. They're sat in the companies as money owed on the balance sheet. Now, if the companies don't succeed, I will never see that money, ever. But what does happen is I pay tax on that money. So the income that technically is mine, but I don't have, I've already paid tax on. So I have forward paid tax for about seven years, six years now, on money that I haven't actually got. I've earned it, but I haven't got it. So it's quite painful. Um, and I know people are thinking, well, how the hell do you pay all your bills and how do you do all of that? And, and you know, the, the truth is, we live relatively close, not to the breadline, but we live, you know, a relatively careful lifestyle. We still have the same problems that everyone else does about the increase in energy bills and how to make our house more energy efficient and what groups the kids are going to do and where we're going to go and things like that. I just don't worry about it in the same way because I don't know if I'm going to get hit by a bus tomorrow or if I'm going to come in screaming at 126, which is my plan. Um, so I just don't worry about that because it, it, it churns and I see it churn all the time. So anyway, so that's that's kind of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of finish with 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 my rant there. Um, there has been, however, on the other side, there's always a flip side, isn't there? Some really really positives. Um, I had a company put in front of me uh, end of last week, I think it was. Um, this for sale. So one of our plans, one of my plans, is to grow the group through acquisition. Um, it's one of the routes. And there's a company for sale. I can't talk about it again because it's under an NDA. Um, it's for sale due to the owners retiring. They've been, they've been operating it for a number of years and they're retiring. And they want uh, effectively an owner operator, which you know, fits with what we do. Um, they don't want an investor. Um, so that, that, would, that would fit with us, owner operator. That would, that would make sense. It's a different, uh, different industry. It's a different business. So I like it. It diversifies our portfolio further, provides us more security. I can see loads of intelligence in how we can get the benefit of scale. Um, it would double the size of our group, um, which would be amazing. Um, it would you know, literally double the size of our income, our profits, our balance sheets. Um, it would double the size of our group worth or group value, which opens up other avenues in terms of investment. Because when they split across multiple industries, 
it then provides more security as a group structure as opposed to being stuck in one industry or just in one industry, I should say, rather than stuck. And I think from what I've, from the early conversations I've had, early conversations with, with, with our advisors, then actually we could make the purchase work. We could afford to do it. We can structure the deal to work for everybody and we can grow. We could take it on and we could continue to develop and grow that business. And that's what I want to do. That's a huge piece of Hawaii. I don't have as much time to focus on that as I would like because I'm still over here. I'm stuck over here. Um, I'm still in this world of owner operator. And to be able to grow this group, I have to get out there. But to get out of there is really difficult without there being more happening. It's, it's that issue of growth. Um, chicken and egg, what comes first? Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a challenging couple of weeks. There's there are some positives happening, there's lots of negatives. And last night, yesterday, I found myself in quite a, not a hole, but I did find myself in quite a difficult position because business is hard, really fucking hard. Um, and what ended up happening was I was struggling with just almost feeling like the mountain was too big to climb, and I was like, and I was looking at the picture. I was looking at it and just this huge mountain, I could see this Everest in front of me and I was like, I'm never going to get out of this. I've got like 28 days to get out of this beast and it's just, I, it's just not going to happen. And it was really, really hard and I hate feeling like that. It's proper defeatist and it's so unlike me. So anyway, I went home um, after work and I had a quick chat with Emma. Um, she was like, shit man, like, okay, what are you going to do? And I said, first thing, I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to spend half an hour on the treadmill, I'm just going to fucking blitz it. And then I'm going to spend half an hour, 40 minutes with the kids in the pool. Then I'm going to have some dinner. Then I'm going to go back to work around 8 o'clock was my plan. And that's exactly what I did. I hit the treadmill, I just smashed it, ran hard for 35 minutes, just ran hard, just left everything on the treadmill. Then I, I left the gym and I, I got in the pool and I spent 40 minutes in the pool with the kids. And they let me spend 10 minutes like just swimming and stretching and just coming down with my workout. And then we spent half an hour playing, which was great because I just kind of forgot everything else. And you know, the innocence of kids. Um, then I had some dinner, then I'll dog escaped. So um, rather than playing another another game, so we play games over dinner generally. So rather than doing that, I then, went out with, with Emma and the kids, and at eight o'clock last night, um, we were uh, putting up a new fence and heightening our style to stop the dog from escaping, which we did. And then at nine o'clock, kids went to bed, and I started work. And I messaged Lauren, and I, and I sent Lauren a message saying, hey mate, you know what? She sent me some abuse first, but then she said, okay, what? And I went, I'm gonna smash this fucking shit out of the park. I've got this, I'm gonna nail this. And it's because I was able to refocus, take time away, burn out some energy, get rid of the frustrations, refocus, and suddenly I didn't see the mountain anymore. What I saw was this one piece of glacier that I had to climb up. So I just climbed up that piece. And then there was a little ridge that I had to climb up to. So I climbed up to that little ridge. And then there was a bit of snow that I had to walk through. So I walked through that snow. Then there was a bigger glacier. It looked fucking big, like scary fucking glacier. So I got up my ice pick and I made my way up that glacier. 
and just I did it bit by bit by bit by bit and by one o'clock in the morning <laughs> by, by one in the morning after a few coffees I was pretty much about halfway up the mountain and I didn't look up to go oh my god that's how far I've still got to climb what I did was I looked back down and I went look how far I've come and I'm going to leave it there because business is hard really fucking hard but so much of it is about perspective and it's about mindset so yes business is hard it's really fucking hard but it's also enjoyable really fucking enjoyable this has been episode 14 of entrepreneur life with me joel campbell and i am an entrepreneur